welcome to March, March 1st. Yep, new month, new, new month. month. Yeah. <laughs> new month, new, month new, us. new us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we said it like the same time. <laughs> we are so on track for that. Are you ready? Did you did you fill out your planner? Are you good to go? Yep, I filled it out. I'm ready. Me too. And uh, I actually, I got a like a reset spanking last night um, and he was like, how many days are in this month? And I was like, damn it. Why, why are we doing this on a 31 day month and not a 29 day, 28 day month? Where was this in February? <laughs> Yo, that's a little unfair, but I'm reset. I'm reset. everybody. <laughs> well, at least there's that. <laughs> I'm Adalia. Welcome to Sips and Smacks, episode 17. Yeah, and we are excited to have a special guest with us today, our friend Mora. Hi, Mora. Hi. Welcome Hello. to Sips and Smacks. I'm so glad to be here. Yay, we're glad to have <laughs> you. Um, yeah, Mora lives in my neck of the woods, but um, Rex got to meet uh, her and her partner when... Uh, when Rex was out here for my birthday last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. That was so that much was a fun. lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had some good times. <laughs> some good sips and some good smacks. I feel like is what yeah. I recall. Um, <laughs> so yeah, speaking of which, that's what we usually start out with. So, um, what are we sipping today, ladies? I'll let Maura go first. <laughs> All right. So I am real lame, um, <laughs> and don't don't really drink anything so stuff on really special occasions which uh, I didn't have time to make this a special occasion I'm sorry I was about to say so, this is not a special occasion. I know, so. I know. <laughs> it is very rude but I do have my and I, I wish you could see the picture I have my emotional support water bottle with me um and it currently has some liquid IV in it and water and ice. Mm. Um, and it's got stickers all over it because I love having a water bottle with stickers. Um, and it says, uh, one of them says, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So <laughs> oh, no. It's, uh, it's, it's my subtle uh, way of signaling to my special friends that uh, I'm here. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, Rex, what do you got? Uh, well, I have an IPA, but I can say the name of it this time because it's not a local one to me. Sure. <laughs> it's uh, from Sun King. It's called Eels on Wheels. <laughs> so, okay. Which I haven't opened it yet, so we can do Oh, another ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, yeah, this is becoming our thing. We're, oh, nice. We're, we're kink yeah. <laughs> and beverage ASMR. We're a very, very specific niche. Um, nice. All right. Well, I do have a cocktail, but it was just thrown together by me. This is called a What's in Adalia's Refrigerator cocktail. Um, so it has a shot of gin, some diet strawberry lemonade, a dash of like a mixer that I had that I think was like rosemary apricot or something, and then a little tonic water poured on top. And I got to say, it's good. I was about to say, that sounds pretty tasty. <laughs> Yeah, I'm impressed with myself. Maybe maybe I have the makings of like a cocktail waitress. 
<laughs> a mixologist. A mixologist. That sounds better. I know. I was like, I knew there's a you better true calling. word for that. Yeah. It's my true calling. Mm. So yeah, it's very, it's very refreshing. I like it. Um, okay. Sips. Sips is done. Um, so Maura, since you're our guest this week, you get to tell us um, about your favorite implement. Oh, this is so hard. Um, I knew it was going to be hard. You have quite the arsenal. I'll, I'll just point that out. <laughs> I do have an arsenal, um, a toolkit, if you will. <laughs> um, it really depends on the, the day and the week and the like mood I'm in. Um, but I love, love, love um, playing with switches. You sure um, do. <laughs> I do. And I'm not talking about the, the switch who goes on top or bottom. I, I am talking about the physical switch. There is something um, so headspace and like instantly headspacey for me, both as a top or a bottom. Um, maybe it's because like I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, a history bitch. So I kind of like a... Um, something a little rustic that could be used in a historical setting. Um, I also just love the process of finding them. I was going to um, say, you, you got to talk about the app because I have been with Mora on a <laughs> switch finding expedition. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and she has an app that like, it says like what kind of tree it is, right. Or what, what kind of tree it came from. Yeah. I, I do have a, um, I'm just naturally a very curious person and I do love like nature and botany and all that sort of stuff. So I do have an app where it basically takes a picture of a leaf um, on a tree and will tell you like what it is. Because back um, where I used to live, I had this great switch tree in the backyard um, and I had no idea what it was because, you know, I'm not, I wasn't from that area originally. Um, And so I got this app and it turns out it was box privet whatever, whatever that is, but good hmm. switches. Um, so yeah, I do have an app. I do that sometimes so I can like find them again. Like if I want to like remember something or I also don't want to use something that's like poisonous or like right. will cause people <laughs> to have a rash. So that's smart. <laughs> um, multi-purpose, but yeah. Um, you know, I am, a, I'm someone who likes to just commit to something. Um, and that includes my, my switch picking. <laughs> and is, have you found like is there one particular tree that has produced the best type of switches I think it really doesn't matter what the tree type is if it's got like a fairly um fairly straight switch like a lot of a lot of like switches are kind of gnarly but the best switches always come from like new growth at like the bottom of a tree or sometimes like out of a tree stump. It's all new. So it's all green inside. Uh, You don't want a, um, especially in winter or in the middle of the desert. Like if you just grab a branch off a tree, like it's going to be dry and brittle and not really what you're looking for. Um, But you want the one that's just like just grown from the root. Yeah. I did learn that from you that it shouldn't be dry. It should be moist. Yes. Yeah. Or wick, as they say. Nice. In uh, in the secret garden. I was literally just thinking about the secret garden. <laughs> and so Maura and her partner just went to see the secret garden and I'm gonna yes. be seeing it soon. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm so excited. good. 
there's so many vibes i was gonna say so many vibes so much the fanfic that could come from that it's like perfect (laughs) orphan core historical orphan core is my favorite aesthetic yeah oh yeah that's I, i enjoy that as well um okay so that's our that's our sips that's our smacks um and yeah so now just we're just chatting with you maura so um oh no correction corner damn it always forget i do forget and (laughs) actually it's funny i don't know if you had any corrections but the one correction i had actually has to do with maura and her implements oh go ahead okay so last week we talked about the ping pong paddle and I said, I thought maybe I had been spanked with a ping pong paddle at Maura's house because they have something that's like this multicolored thing that looks like a ping pong paddle. But actually, I learned that it is a Jakari paddle. Is that what it is, Maura? Yes. And apparently it is very painful. I, I mean, I don't remember specifically because <laughs> I feel you like blocked it, it out. I've blocked it. I feel like it was like used in one of those like running the bag situations. Um, so it probably just blended in with a lot of other painful implements, but I'm sure you can remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Next time we see each other. <laughs> That's my correction corner. All right. Well, I actually have one for Rex's refrigerator corner. Um... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So you know how I have this small fridge? Well, I also have a Polaroid and I recently bought some new film for it and you have to store the film in the refrigerator. (laughs) So now, see, this is why I can't have, you know, lots of stuff in there because now it's storing film as well. Wow. I just wanted to give everyone an update. I mean, I feel like, yes, your your refrigerator has become part of the podcast and it's sort of like, it should yeah. be like Sips, Smacks, and Rex's refrigerator. <laughs> okay, now we can move okay. on. That was my, my that was my update okay. for the week. Love it. Love the update. <laughs> okay, back to you, Maura. So um, why don't you just give us like a little brief, like, uh, you know, how you, what, what was your Spanko discovery? Like, how did you come to realizing that this was uh, the lifestyle for you? Um, I think like I have known since I have had the think thoughts as a child that I was wired a little differently, um, as many of us do. I remember being very young and just being sort of like fascinated and horrified and all the feelings. Um, and so I, and I started writing my own, I'm not going to call it spanko fic, um, but Spanko adjacent orphan core, let's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, stuff like really early, as soon as I could write, I was writing story that had all the vi- stories that had all the vibes, um, that need to be in place in, in a good, for me, like a good spanking story. Um, it was really hard for me. I think like I grew up in a very, um, repressed, sexually repressed, um, super conservative, uh, religious community. Um, and so there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of like barriers for me and my own like self-discovery, but I, I knew that something was different, you know, and I carried that with me for a really long time. It was, I knew instinctually as a kid, as a teenager, that it had to be a secret because it wasn't like everybody else's sort of 
sexual awakening. Yep. Um, been there. So, <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, right? And uh, it was, uh, I went most of my life um, with it as a sort of repressed part of my identity. Um, I understood it a little bit. You know, I knew that I couldn't do anything to change it. I tried, you know, um, but I didn't explore any kind of like real life play until fairly recently. Um, I think about three years ago, um, sort of right as the pandemic was hitting, I did a couple of things. One, I started publishing some of, or not publishing, but posting um, some of my um, FF spanking fic online um just as like a release valve or something and i had um i'd read uh, jillian keenan's work um and been like as as we all were just being like oh my god i've had all these thoughts too i'm not alone all that kind of stuff and so i actually explored um locally where i was at the time um with a couple of play partners um both of whom were not I would say classic Spankos. They were more BDSM adjacent. Um, and I was like, oh, wait, I didn't, actually, I don't think this is for me. This is not what I was expecting to be. It's not the right like vibe. Like maybe I can just be regular again. Um, <laughs> and so spent a lot of the pandemic um, trying to be regular again. Um, didn't work. And I uh, kind of opened up Um, I started writing a lot more. I was like, okay, this can be my outlet for it, you know? Um, And I took the plunge and I think joined um, a couple of different online communities. Um, One uh, is where we met um, in uh, our... our The three of us, yes. Exactly. Um, The three of us met in fiction. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, so that was my first Discord community, and then I shortly after joined um, Jillian Keenan's Discord, and just my world opened up. And at the same time, um, I uh, met my my partner, who is now my fiance. Um, and through uh, fan fiction, as you know, yeah. um, <laughs> she was the one who invited me onto the the fiction Discord server. Um, and honestly, like I have not looked back. I have, I got to a point in my life where I was, I call it the fuck it phase of my life. I was going through (laughs) a lot. I was, um, I was grieving. Um, I was, you know, just having to reevaluate everything. And I, I, I was in this stage where I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm going to like, let myself have this thing. Yeah. I think Um, I did. You and I have talked about the the pandemic, you know, the effect on our on us both, because um, it was the same for me. That was when I really was like, suddenly couldn't push this down anymore. You know, I was alone with myself and my thoughts, and I also started publishing fanfic at that time. Um, and then it was like once the genie was out of the bottle, <laughs> there was just no no <laughs> stopping it no back. In. Going back, you can't go home again. No, you really can't. And then also <laughs> finding that online community um, and really starting to realize, like, okay, no, I'm I'm not alone. There are a lot of people who are just like me, um, and yeah, are all out there trying to find community. So yeah, I'm very glad that that happened and that we all we all found each other. Yeah. 
Rex, you were already publishing before the pandemic or, or no? I So I was for a different fandom, but not for um, Star Wars. Right. And but that was... my previous fandom did have DD Dynamics, so... <laughs> well, there you go. It all carried over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting that, yeah, fanfic, I think, was very important for all of us, or just fiction in general, as a way mm-hmm. of kind of coming to terms with our desires and putting it out there. Yes. I yeah, had... Absolutely. I'm gonna... I'm going to tell a very embarrassing short story Do it. for a second. <laughs> so when I was, you know, a teenager, young, dumb, in love with my first boyfriend, and I wrote kind of like fan fiction about the two of us, and it involved, it involved spanking. And I am 100% sure, uh, I should say maybe like 99% sure that my dad read some <gasps> yeah i know <laughs> no yikes <laughs> yeah i don't know like if he like picked it up and like you know put it down right away realizing what it was or if you read more than he should so he, have he but... never he never mentioned it you just He's know because it was out it. okay yes <laughs> And it's not like it was his fault or anything. Like I had kind of like forgotten about it. I moved out and he was just like trying to clean the room or something like that. And that's how he came across it. Like he wasn't, he's not a parent who like goes into a room and like reads your journal kind of thing. Right. (laughs) So yeah, I have that memory like (laughs) ingrained in my head. Talk about like writing fanfic. <laughs> yeah, seriously. For yeah, who who gets their eyes on your fanfic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm always like slamming my computer closed or like covering it up <laughs> if I'm at an airport, you know. Yes. Don't want people reading over my shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Sorry to de- derail. No, that no, that's that, like, an excellent just came story. To mind. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should do a whole podcast on like most embarrassing moments because I feel oh, like God. there's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, you answered a lot of our questions already in that intro, Maura, but um, just uh, a question since we're talking about uh, domestic discipline and those dynamics, um, how do you see your dynamic with your partner? Like, would you call it a domestic discipline relationship or like, how do you view that? Um, I don't know. I think everything's my, my language I use to describe what it is that I do and what we do Um is constantly shifting a bit. I don't think I would call it domestic discipline in, in a traditional sense. Um, and I'll say that because we don't, I mean, we are domestic. um, (laughs) And you use discipline. (laughs) We cohabit. And, um, I do often spank her. (laughs) Um, Uh, so in, 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 I mean, you know, it's in there. Um, but we don't play at this stage, um, nor do we sort of have a a burning desire to play at this stage with, um, what people call real discipline. So, um, punishment discipline for real reasons. Um, and there are a couple of reasons. I mean, one is just desire. Um, for me, it is about um, emotional distance and safety as a player. Um, just, I got baggage. 
um, mm-hmm. from my childhood, from from a lot of stuff that makes like going deep. I need a I need a level of uh, removal, mm-hmm. um, like emotional removal, and that's true for me um, playing as a top, which I primarily do. Um, but it's also true uh, at, when I play um, as a bottom, um, which is doesn't happen a lot, but um, uh, when it does, like I still need that layer of emotional distance. Um, so I'd say we're not a traditional domestic discipline people. Um, I certainly think that we play with realistic discipline a lot um, in that I think everything we do in its essence is punishment. Um, but we like to pretend sometimes that we are both having a really bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. like, that's a, that's a really, and we get real into the role, you know? So we do a lot of role play, especially early on in our relationship as we were kind of, you know, just exploring, um, did a lot of pretty intense role play. Um, and then we got to a point, I, I, I had this, I have this story of the first time that, uh, it was early, pretty early in our relationship, maybe, you know, I don't know, six months in or something. Um, when we had uh, taken a trip down, uh, to Mexico, um, by car and, uh, on, in the insanely long line, um, getting back across the border, uh, we realized that she did not have a, uh, her passport was expired (laughs) and, and like, I'm just like sitting in the car, just being like one, I don't get like, I'm a pretty laid back person. Like mistakes happen. Like I am also very ADHD. This is totally something I would have done. I was not mad about this at all. Um, I was a little scared. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to let us across? But um, I remember in that moment just being like, oh, this is the start of a really cool scene that we're going to do yes. later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I love the opportunity, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and then we, we got home, it was fine, you know? Um, and we went to sort of do the scene and I panicked. Um, <laughs> like I had to have a moment where I was just like, okay, just so we know. I'm not mad at you <laughs> at all. It's fine. I don't want you to feel bad at all. You know? <laughs> and I just needed to like caveat everything that was about to happen, which was a really intense scene um, with that. And, and it was just a, it was just a moment that I like look back at and laugh. Cause I was, um, yeah, that's how uncomfortable I was with the idea of real discipline. Um at the time. So now we, I think we play with it. Sometimes we have sort of rules that are fun rules to break that don't really matter. Like, so one, if, if she wants a, an intense scene, um, and that like, that feels very, um, different from some of the other kinds of play we do. She wants an intense discipline, realistic discipline scene. Um, she buys a book <laughs> from, so we have a, we have a rule that there are, we don't have a bit of room for any more books in our house. Like we are filled to the brim. So buying a book, you can buy the book, but if a book <laughs> comes in our house, there will be a spanking. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and and they've gotten. We started this kind of as a joke early on in our our sort of dating relationship because we would go to bookstores together, um, and and so it's uh, it's become kind of a joke. But the actual scenes that come from that have gotten more and more intense. So so it's like a signal to me to go to go deep, um, and a kind of like shared but nuanced language that we use. So there's some things like that. Um, we have another that's like around um, smoking or vaping in the house um, or just smoking in general, um, not cigarettes because tobacco is awful. There's none of that. Um, where where it's like one of those things that's like, I actually like don't love it, um, but it's not something that, it's not really my business but we use it as an excuse to do more intense scenes so I, I guess that's a that's a long answer yeah, to your question no, and that it, we we no, kind of get there answer. without actually doing it yeah no I really love that and I love that you find a way to do it and that you have those signals and yeah I think like even obviously in our scene we we we, in our community, we have our little signals with each other and the way we play mm-hmm. with each other. We, we definitely try to find quote unquote real things. Uh, Maura was the one who punished me for my car <laughs> <laughs> being not to her liking. Um, you know, so, I mean, obviously like that's not very serious, but we'll find, you know, just real things that happen to us within our relationships that, you know, can give us that excuse to do the scene that we want to do. Um. And speaking of, so um, yeah, like you said, Maura, you're um, you're a top leaning switch, and obviously in our community, you mostly play as a top. Um, which, I mean, I would say it's generally unusual. Although in our community, we actually have a couple of female tops. Um, mm-hmm. But um, what it, what is that like? And especially given we were just at a um, that uh, national spanking party together, um, what was that like being? one of, you know, being kind of unique in that way. Yeah, I think I didn't understand when I first joined the scene. I I think I just had like a real like ignorance. Um, Like I knew, I knew that like there weren't a ton of female tops, but they have a lot of female tops tend to have like a lot of visibility on the internet um, because a lot of them are pros. Um, and, and so I just didn't realize when I went to my first, um, munch that how, how, what a big deal it was to have somebody new come into the scene. Um, I also only play with, uh, with women, um, and, or, or femme folks, um, and don't really play with, cisgender men at all which is another layer I think of uniqueness um so so yeah it's been uh as soon as I entered the scene and started playing like I've never had to to work very hard to find people who who want to play with me you are Um, busy (laughs) you were very busy over the weekend I'm I'm busy and uh that's not like a humble brag it's just um well there are a couple of things I don't just think it is my my gender identity no you're Um, a very good top as well and I can speak to that like I will say I spent I was talking to a friend um actually this last week who who is also um who's also a top um and I was 
kind of trying to explain like why I came into this scene at the intensity that I did. And it's because I had 30 mid thirties plus years in the closet to think about exactly who I wanted to be, how I wanted to be. Um, if I ever did start playing with people. And, and I think that has made that transition really easy. And I think it's helped me earn trust. It's helped me um, curate experiences for people that are safe and feel good and um, fulfill the need that we all have. And I feel really proud of that. Um, and parties can be overwhelming. Um, because I do get a lot of um, a, a lot of requests for play, um, not just from people that I know and have played with a lot, um, but for you know new people um, who like really just want to play with a woman who plays like like I do. And so I'm learning. I this is my we just went to my third big national party, um, and I do remember at one point just being totally tapped out um, and getting really overwhelmed in the suites because um, I had a really hard time saying no um, when, when I was not feeling like the emotional energy that's, that's required. Um, so it's like a, uh, it was the first time I had felt really overwhelmed in that way. Cause I think I, until that point I've had a lot of new girl energy um, and I'll just go, go, go. And I want all the experiences. Cause I'm like, maybe it'll never happen again. You know, yep, been um, there. <laughs> so I'm going to, going to need to learn how to, um, how to sort of balance my own desires and my, um, inclinations and my relationships and, uh, and my emotional and physical energy. Um, but it's a good, uh, I, it's a good position to be in. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's a good problem. Would, yeah. I never thought that I would have this kind of, um, these kind of experiences and this, this community. Like I, if you had told me that this was going to be my life like a year and a half ago, I would have laughed at you. Same. Um, and said like, whatever, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it, it, it's easy to forget like how amazing it is sometimes. I mean, it's nice to step back and really realize like, wow, this is my life. I get to experience this with people that I care about so deeply. And it's just, it's really beautiful and amazing. So I, I feel really lucky too. And I was going to say that at the party, I was like, I just feel lucky that I live 10 minutes from you. So I didn't have to beg for your attention because I know where to find you. <laughs> I will always have attention for you, Adalia. Oh, thank you, Maura. Um, All right. Well, we can't finish up this episode without uh, talking a little bit about your um, new entrepreneurial endeavor, Maura. Yes. Oh, absolutely. that's right. <laughs> give product us, give us a placement. little product placement. <laughs> I need a jingle. You do. <laughs> <laughs> the botany bitch. I love it. It um, was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, you know, I have many skills. Um, I have recently started. I have been making a scrub for myself for about ten years. Um, when she says herself, she with, means her butt. Well, not just my butt. I use it on all of my body. Okay. Um, but about 10 years ago, I, I basically ripped off the idea from, um, I bought this uh, stuff called Australian bush scrub um, when I was 
uh, in Australia and uh, off the side of the road at like a vendor. And I was like, this is amazing. And it was like $45 for like a tiny little tub. Um, so I went home and I was like, I can do this. Um, and I made some, it was amazing. Um, and so I, I really like making my own stuff cause I, uh, I'm allergic to everything. Um, so I decided to start, uh, when I started going to parties, I was like, I can do better than, uh, than just a little CeraVe or some, uh, aquifer. And so I started making my own products for aftercare, um, bottom care or palm care whichever one you want mm-hmm. it to be. So I have a cup I have like three different products now. I have a uh, and I just like leaned all the way into it. Like there is one audience for this. I'm not trying to market <laughs> this to other people because I don't have the I don't have the discipline, haha, to actually run like an Etsy store or something. Um, but so I have a bare bottom balm which is cocoa butter based uh, with all sorts of herbs and and oils that uh, tend to different needs after place of bruising, inflammation, skin regeneration, all that kind of stuff. It's very well researched. Um, very well tested. <laughs> it's all organic. It's, it's been product tested by many a friend. Um, and uh, yeah, it's out in the world. And then I have a sore seat serum, which is basically all the good stuff that's in the balm, but it's in a lighter um, oil. So you can kind of like use it mid play versus the balm is I, I, tend to use like after you're kind of done um because it kind of seals in the moisture um and then I have a version of the scrub that I've been making a long time um called the tough tail remedy if you get dry patches or um you know tough skin or you have a discoloration that you're not pleased with um using the scrub uh can help uh physically exfoliate and then moisturize at the same time so it's a dry scrub so yeah I uh I do not have an Etsy store. I know, dang um, it. I was going to say, like, it would be a good I like, plug if you did. I mean, I guess you can reach out to us. I mean, I can. Uh, uh... So I'll give you my Twitter handle. If anyone is just absolutely desperate, um, I'll give you my Twitter handle. You can uh, DM me and I'll see what I can do. But don't expect timeliness or, uh, <laughs> um, or organization. Just I don't do either of those things very well. So, um, but if if anyone like really wants to get their hands on it and can't wait until the next national party, um, my Twitter handle is uh, at Dr. Pepperillis, which is D R P E P P E R Y L L I S. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. That's my kinky Twitter. Cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> if you want some. Nice. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for the plug. No problem. Yes, I have. Uh, well, I have the serum and I have the balm. I don't yet have the scrub, but I feel like I do need it, especially now that I'm back. Now the now that the bruises are gone, it's time to rejuvenate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's for. It's for it's for prep or uh, yeah, if you need to restore your bottom to its natural state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get you some Rex. I know. <laughs> yep. I just keep getting taunted by it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> or, or come to a national party. You can meet us at the next one. Okay. Well, when it's at a time that I can go, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Busy schedules. Yes. 
Speaking of which, we're all out of time. But thank you. That's right. Thank you so much, Maura. It was so great having you. I know. It was yeah, great to you. talk to you. I am a I am a listener. I usually listen to them like six episodes at a time. And then uh, <laughs> in, in chunks, it's like binge watching. I don't binge watch a, a lot anymore, but I binge podcasts nice. to listen. So. Well, we'll just I get that. <laughs> keep uploading them so you'll have more to listen to. Um, as always, you can reach out to us. We have an email, sipsandsmacks at gmail.com. That's A-N-D, sips and smacks. Which we had somebody ask a question and we haven't replied yet because none of us know, <laughs> neither of us have expected a question to come to our Ooh, email. Question. So. I, someone else has promised yeah. me a question also. She was like, are you going to do a mailbag? I'm like, well, we need some mail first. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we can make up mail, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We'll just make it up. But um, but we will answer any and all questions that come our way. So please, please do that. Or if you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear us talk about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's our email. And then we have an Instagram account, Sips and Smacks, A-N-D again. Um, Adalia does that and she's really good at it. I think, I don't know. <laughs> You're not on so. it. So what would you know? <laughs> I'm not on it. So I, I don't <laughs> And then we have a Patreon too, Sips and Smacks, A-N-D again. It's also, all of this stuff is also linked in the episode show notes and we have a new $5 subscriber. Oh. So we have to shout her out or them out, uh, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. So, I think Lauren is the one who wanted oh. to ask the question. So, um. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll confirm. But um, thank you, Lauren, if it is indeed you. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I had. That's all we have. So uh, until next time, behave yourselves. And we'll try to. <laughs> but we probably won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll buy a book. We'll, best. we'll buy a book. <laughs> Do it and see what happens. Ah!